One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that mines the musical memories of anyone and everyone to tell stories that might have been lost forever. Thanks for listening. I'm Tara Calligan. Our guest this week is Andy Spaulding, a Southwest Florida-based drag entertainer who performs as Alyssa LeMay, the, quote, comedic, Broadway-belting, bingo-calling alter ego of Andy. Originating from Canton, Ohio, Andy is a graduate of Ashland University with a Bachelor of Music and Music Education. Andy moved to Fort Myers, Florida in 2011 after four years of teaching in public school. And after eight years as the director of two early childhood centers, Andy made the choice to pursue drag as a full-time career. His alter ego, Alyssa LeMay, has held many titles, including Miss Cape Coral Pride in 2020 and Miss Naples Pride in 2022. Alyssa is frequently a guest judge for local competitions, both drag and non-drag events, and is often hired to emcee for large fundraising events for charities. Let's see what three songs tell Andy's biography through music. Hey, Andy, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I would love to start off with something that I think is really important. Um, Can you please give me your best share impersonation? Snap out of it! Uh, I know that you uh, you perform uh, a disbelieve concert impersonating share. I, I saw that on, on your website and I just had to start off with that. So thank you so much. <laughs> uh, what did you listen to on the way in here today? Um, oh, a couple different things. Uh, I start off with Chess, uh, the musical, because I, I saw it's getting revived. So like my brain got into that again. Uh, then I switched to a little bit of the share show um, and then what, whatever was on the country station. That was a perfect I, transition then. The Cher show. Kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> always going back to Cher. It's a really sick obsession. <laughs> Why do you think that's true? Uh, she's a good character. She's a drag queen. I mean, the costumes, the hair, the everything. So it's like the perfect character, but especially she's a low singer. So I feel like I'm a baritone. She's an alto or maybe also a baritone. Um, so like when I sing it, I don't feel like I'm out of, out of place doing it. I don't right. know. Right. <laughs> What uh, like how do you typically listen to music? Is it in the cars on Spotify, CDs, records? What is it? Um, mostly in the car, um, but also while I'm sewing, things like that. Um, like music's always going in the house. Yeah, and what so. do you use uh, traditionally to stream music? Uh, the Amazon Alexa thing. Yeah, nice. How would you describe the background of your childhood as in terms of music? A lot of musical theater. Hmm. Like what? Um. I say always I start up like Andrew Lloyd Webber was the big thing. Um, always like Fam of the Opera, Joseph, um, Cats. I loved Cats. Um, I loved the soundtrack of Cats. I slept through it through maybe two or three live performances I've seen. I don't think you're the only one. Unfortunately. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say maybe is your earliest musical memory or when I say earliest musical memory, what flashes in your mind? We used to do these uh, every year we did these church um Christmas programs for our, our kids' choir. Um, I think that was my first, like, music goal experience that I can remember. Um, and then after that, like, starting to get into, like, other community theater and shows like that. But I think it was the church musicals we did. Describe what that atmosphere was like. If you can, in picturing in your mind, what does that look like? Uh, so we had this stage that was in a gym. We had a, I was in a fairly big church. Um, so we had the stage that was in the gym. Um, but it looked like, like an elementary school you know, a cafeteria, gymatorium right. type thing. Um, velvet curtains. Yeah, situation. like velvet, old, musty velvet curtains. Like <laughs> it was that distinct, um, 
uh, like cedar chest smell. Oh yes, like the, the, when you pull the the blankets and everything out, it's that distinct kind of musty smell. Um, it probably still smells like that, but <laughs> I bet it does. Does it have the have the risers? I remember in yeah, chorus like it you, had the you risers. Pull the, but you pull the you pull the steps out yes. and then spin them around, and then they're the risers. Yeah. Yes. And did you was your family there? Oh yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Were they very encouraging throughout that musical journey too? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe obsessive, but. Yeah, when they finally realize, oh, our son can sing. <laughs> Here's voice <laughs> lessons. Get in musicals. We're gonna do that. <laughs> what uh, music were your parents listening to? Um, my parents were. I, I remember my mom always listened to well, the oldies station, right? okay. quote unquote. <laughs> um, but it was uh, like Beatles. Um, I remember um, what's her name, Laura Branigan, the Gloria. Glo- Gloria. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, <laughs> which is still one of my favorite go-to songs. But <laughs> um, but it was that '80s, '70s, '80s era. Right. Uh, did you listen to a lot of music in the car? I remember, I mean, family road trips, right? And that kind of music. Um, was that was it just that same kind of oldies station situation? Um, sort of. I would say like when we were in the car, because it was still kind of, I remember the first car I remember, we didn't have a tape player. So it was all just radio. Um, I remember when we got the tape player, um, it was like road trips. We'd have different tapes and it would just group sing along um, whole ride. <laughs> Do you remember so, a particular song? Uh, I remember there was one vacation we did in California, and we wore out the new boys to men tape. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um, brothers and sisters. I have an identical twin. Oh, yeah. Any musical influences that you both share? Uh, he did like the musical theater thing, not as much as I did, mm-hmm. but I mean, we were always just it was always musicals. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Eric. Eric. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I was wondering too, what was the first band or musician or singer that you really got into that you were just kind of obsessed with that might not be Cher unless it's Cher <laughs> it was not it was Meatloaf no yeah yeah Paradise by the Dashboard Lights is yeah. my go-to uh, karaoke song we'll get into karaoke stuff a little bit later as I throw my pen uh, we'll get into that a little bit later but that yeah that's my go-to oh, karaoke yeah. song always have been a fan and it's a long song <laughs> on stage that can be a little <laughs> awkward when you're especially when you try to do it by yourself yeah, yeah, that gets awkward. Real awkward. <laughs> so meatloaf, anything else? Um, who else did it? Uh, loved Wilson Phillips when I was a kid. Nice. Yeah, that that was another tape. Amy Grant. Oh, that okay. was a tape I remember, like, I'm sure we wore that out. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, what about the first music you physically owned? Was it meatloaf? Uh, Might have been. I remember we had the record of the first Bad Out of Hell mm-hmm. album. Uh, then the next one we got was the CD of Bad Out of Hell 2. Mm-hmm. And I own the third one, which, like, no one seems to own, but it exists. It's there. (laughs) My mom tells me this fun story. So uh, you grew up in Ohio, right? Yeah. Uh, My mom tells me this story that uh, she went and saw Meatloaf. I'm from New Jersey originally. And when she lived in, I think, Garfield, there was a concert. Meatloaf was there. And she went to a grocery store and she found this sticker pack of meatloaf that they just packaged, you know, put on all the meat. And she stole that sticker pack and put meatloaf stickers all over town oh, before funny. the concert. So every time I think of that, I can't help but bring up that story <laughs> about my mother. Hi, Vicky, if you're listening right now. Uh, what about the last time you bought music in a physical form? Oh, yeah. Like everything's iTunes now. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Something you liked enough to go buy it. I don't really remember. That's OK. I really can't remember the last CD I bought. I don't know. It's no worries. Yeah, I don't know. That's all right. No, I don't know is a perfectly acceptable yeah. answer. That's a lie, actually. No, I oh, do remember. Oh, there we go. I, it, it popped in my uh I found, and I don't remember where I was, but I found a record of, um, it was Bette Midler's, 
Oh, she was live. Summer. I've never actually played it. I just have the record. Right. Uh, but that was it, was, it was a Bette Midler album. That's great. I uh, recently, I, I guess I mentioned them a little spooky. I enjoy Halloween quite a bit. Um, Vamp- uh, Elvira and Vampira, they have mm. their own soundtrack albums. And I couldn't help but uh, Joe's Record Exchange downtown. I saw both of those and I had to grab them. I was like, <laughs> Shout yes. out. I, I haven't listened to either of them, but I just needed to have them in my possession for yeah. some reason. So I, I totally get that. Um <laughs> Did you ever play any instruments growing up? I did. Mm. Um, started with piano, which was a struggle because um, really wanted to play it, but I wanted to be good then. Right. So that was hard. Like the like being young and understanding, like you have to practice to get better. Uh, but in piano, then uh, in middle school, high school, started trombone, bassoon, violin. Um, ended up picking up guitar, mandolin. I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's, you know, just those things. <laughs> just some basics. If you could learn something instantaneously, any any instrument, anything at all, what would it be? I would love to play the organ. Like Ooh. the the multi-rank with the foot pedals. Right. Like that is multitasking way beyond I know how to do. We're, talk, we're talking like church organs. <laughs> yeah, like church organ. I would love to be able to work a true like big church organ. What draws you to that? I don't know. I think it's the. I think it's just it's that power of the instrument where you can just like open it up and let it rip. And I don't know. It. I don't know. It's just a big, powerful instrument. Who it's doesn't cool. want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, who doesn't want to be able to command something like that? There's so much going on with that yeah. kind of an instrument too. Um, drums comes to mind when I think of something like that because you have to have that foot, hand, body coordination all at the same time. Yeah, don't know how they do it. I don't either. <laughs> but I would love to figure it out. Let's get to your first song. Okay. What is your first song? Uh, so it's Any Dream Will Do from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Would you like to tell the story? Yeah. Um, so when I, we were elementary school age, uh, probably around fourth grade, uh, we went to Toronto for the first time. Um, and we, my parents have always been big. Um, one, we're going to go see the arts, but we're going to see history and all that. So that was, I mean, it's a cool city. Uh, but we saw, it was the first time I saw Phantom uh, on stage. Then we went to see Beauty and the Beast had just started going around. It was just out. Saw that. Then we saw the Who's Tommy, which was awesome. Didn't get it. Didn't know it any before. But that was like so cool. Um, and then we saw Joseph Mason, amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. But Donny Osmond was still Joseph. Right. Kind of an old Joseph. But <laughs> I mean, he was still in shape. So, I mean, yeah. he was still great. Um, but that was like, this, I, I remember when he comes out because there's the big pyramid and all the kids on the on the side of the stage singing and like he comes out and it's just like like he owns this whole room and it's like one little guy because we're up way in the balcony and he was just it i don't know it was just one of those like weird magical experiences so that was just that first thing i'm like i could do this so that was your that first was, yeah that was like the inspiration like seeing all those shows but like it was just like he's a normal guy like because you know phantoms like they're all in costumes all like this like here's just a normal guy singing and it was that was like the one of those definitive things that like oh this is going to be like a job. <laughs> if you close your eyes, can you imagine what that looked like? Oh, yeah. Don't have to close my eyes. Ooh. Like literally just, I, I, that is etched in my head of just the, because it was the big pyramids and like the kids choirs that were on the side. Narrator's right there on the um, downstage, I guess it'd be stage right on my left hand side. And she's holding the coat and he's walking in and like the smoke is billowing and he's like white shirt and the linen pants. And then she hands him the coat and they start singing. It's, it was cute. <laughs> Would you like to listen to it? Yeah. Let's go. All right. So this is Andy Spaulding's first song here on Three Song Stories. This is Any Dream Will Do from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat performed by Donny Osmond. 
I asked you during the song, said, oh, did you, considering your age, did you wish that you were part of that chorus? To which you responded. No, I wanted to be him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want the lead role. <laughs> he had the big, fabulous coat costume. <laughs> That's what drew you to and it's it. When they, yeah, because then they like pull it all out and it's like spinning in the circle and it's all the multicolors. And, yeah, that was. It's just fabulous. The yeah. grandeur of it all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that really what you thought drew you to that character? Part of it, I want just the songs were, I mean, they were good, but they were also in my range. So mm. it was like a real easy thing to sing along to. Um, and I got to do it once, like an in-concert version. So I never actually like, got to wear the coat. <laughs> I just got to sing the part. But Have you ever thought about making your own coat? You mentioned you, uh, you sew. We'll probably get to that a little later. I actually thought about just making one for the sake of making it. And that's a lot of work and I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it might happen someday. <laughs> Where does that song fit into your repertoire, if it even does today? Um, it's just a sing in the car kind of song now. That's what I'll, I'll put that album on, just play it like while I'm sewing and it's just the nostalgia of like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> but every time I see it, it's like, it just gets bigger and more cheesy, which just makes the show that much better. Some people love that and some people yeah. do not. Either you're in the camp of camp or you're just mm, not. I love it. I do too. That's what I mean. It's well, everything about that show is camp. Yes. <laughs> Your online bio, which I absolutely adore this, says that you have a Broadway belting, bingo-calling alter ego by the name of Alyssa LeMay. Please tell me about her. Um, she, well, okay, that's a weird story. <laughs> I love um, weird stories. So I've done drag for 17 years now. Um, love it. It's a great art. And a lot of people say there's a character and then there's, you know, the real you and blah, blah. It has so amalgamated in my life that it's a very minor switch between the two. Like, I, maybe it's mainly throwing my voice a little bit higher. <laughs> but other than that, no, it's literally like this is st- I still speak like like calling bingo, everything. I still pretty much speak like this. Yeah. How would you describe what Alyssa's um, image looks like? Um, I've really gotten more to like I, I like the gowns. I like I want glitz and glamour. Um, I mean, I can do a bodysuit and all that fun. But I, I really love the rhinestones and the, the big flashy gaudy costume jewelry, big hair. Um, it's a little more on the glamour side at this point. How did you get into performing drag? Uh, I was originally a DJ at a bar in Ohio. Um, I was working with a drag queen there. Um, She pissed me off, and I said, all right, I'm just going to do it myself. And that's where it started. Awful. It was awful when I started. Do you remember the first song you'd performed? It was a Britney Spears mega mix. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Did you go for the Britney Spears motif for the whole thing? I did, yeah. I had the the long hair, uh, the the red outfit. Oh, we're talking the yeah uh, the uh, the not crazy. Um, no. One more time. Oops, I did it again. Oops, I did it again. That's what Oops, it was. I did yeah, it yeah, again. I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, currently, you you are Miss Cape Coral, aren't you? Or Miss? No, I just gave up Miss Cape Coral, um, Miss and I just Pride. got um, Miss Naples Pride. Miss Naples Pride. Yep. Congratulations. Thanks. Yes, uh, you were also the director of two daycare centers for eight years before you transitioned to being a full time entertainer. So, what motivated you to pursue entertaining full time? Uh, one, the second daycare I was with, it was a church daycare. Um, the church ended up closing down. So that was kind of the shove that I needed for, all right, I got to do something. So, right. um, but I would always, even at that point, I had been doing the bingos and everything. So it wasn't a hard transition. Um, and I just picked up more gigs after that and it just worked out somehow. How long have you been been performing in, uh, Southwest Florida? Uh, I've been here 11 years. Fantastic. And performing Mm -hmm. the whole time? 
Yeah, yeah. Starting out was because we had uh, we had TBL when I originally came, uh, the I Office Tub so and Tubbies. I miss TBL so much. Yeah. I really do. Considering <laughs> well, anyway, uh, if you know, you know. It's one of those it's, yeah, things yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, and podcasts, uh, you have one yourself. We'll get into that in a second. But do you listen to any podcasts regularly? Uh, I do. The one I listen to the most, um, it's called Gayish. And it's just it's two guys that, and they sometimes have guests, but uh, they always have like a different topic each week that's gay or gay adjacent, and right. uh, they're just it's funny, and it's I usually listen while I'm getting my makeup on, and just it gives me some laughs, and then you know some jokes that I steal for shows, and <laughs> yeah, I'm, the one that you have is drag queens talking. So what's that about? Um, it was uh, originally designed. It was like right before COVID we started it, and um, it was just I wanted to get together with my friends and just talk about. Stupid stuff. The same stuff that we talk about, like, if we're driving in the car or back in the dressing room. So right. just bring that out to light. Uh, and then kind of time got away from me, and I kind of put it on the back burner and haven't gotten back to it yet. Well, you have a lot of things going on, it seems. I mean, eh, you, you, know. <laughs> you, see, you seem booked uh, up quite a bit. I've seen you perform at Nice Guys. You've seen mm. you perform at The Standard. Um, oh, gosh, a few other places, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so that's actually how I, I knew of you before. And we were on uh, a Love Your Rebellion. It's a, a, a local nonprofit mm-hmm. that um, helps uplift, uplift voices of artists um, and voices that aren't necessarily heard. Uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure one. Yeah. yeah we were on, I just realized that. We were both on the cover of yes, that. Yes, yes. Fantastic. Uh, what do you think your main type of music would be when you perform? Uh, I've gotten a lot more like with character wise, like I do like Cher. I love Bette Midler, love Liza Minnelli. So if I'm doing my absolute best and like really want to kick it out, I'm doing a character. Right. Um, but other than that, I mean, I love doing new music. I love doing pop stuff. Um, I like making costumes that kind of mimic um, like some of what the pop artists do, like the new um, uh Shoot, what was her name? It'll come to me later. I don't remember. Sure. Uh, There's a bodysuit that um, someone who just went on tour did that I loved and I wanted to mimic. And I can't say her name. We'll find it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. When it comes up, just bring it up. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> uh, let's go back a little bit in time. What was the kind of music you listened to when you were in high school? Uh, high school was still a lot of musical theater. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, just the big. And then it was also like the Backstreet Boys era. So. There's a lot of the boy band stuff. <laughs> yes, I, I also was into the boy band stuff. Insync, Backstreet Boys, which one? Yep, uh, Backstreet Boys. Right? Yeah, me too. I mean, Insync was fine, but yeah, I don't know. Backstreet Boys. The music was, I don't know. I think there was a little more harmonies, a little more. It was they focused a little more musicality. Where right, Insync was. Hey, Justin Timberlake's hot. <laughs> <laughs> His ramen noodle hair is great. And it we was all ramen love noodle it. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> what was the scene like that you remember in high school? What was mostly everyone else listening to? Uh. I'm sure that was a big part of it. Um, it was also like, because it was the age of like big baggy pants, the Jinko jeans. Yes. Uh, so yeah, there was a lot of, who was that, like 311? Oh, yeah. and Oh, gee, like Sublime. Was that, that was like, too, yeah, that Sublime kind of and Limp Biscuit yep. was big and corn. Corn, yeah. <laughs> so a little different than musical theater. Yeah, so it was, yeah, but I remember those two distinct like groups. Like, right. Yeah, those jeans though. Oof. But then there was also the R&B, like, stuff going on too which i can't help but remember like sort of like boys to men and like tony braxton and then that kind of stuff too um what about do you remember your first slow dance Ooh, first slow dance oh yeah eighth grade dance Mm. uh all my life by casey and jojo see yeah (laughs) go back to that (laughs) did you have to stand like the x amount apart or was it oh yeah it was totally the yeah the like three foot rule yeah yeah 
We're that's, barely touching, but look, we're dancing together. That is an incredibly <laughs> common uh, theme that our guests all seem to have. The first slow dance is the, we're sort of, the, and we're doing the back and like swaying back and dancing forth. Dancing like yeah. Lego people? Yes, like dancing like Lego, Lego people. people. Yeah. I like that. Um, what about, uh, are you a dancer in general? You perform and you sing, but what about dancing? I can move. I'm not a, I am not a trained dancer. I can be taught how to do movements, but I, yeah. I'm not going out there to break it down. <laughs> Choreography isn't the number one thing. I it think is it, not. I don't a, have two left feet, but. It seems more, it's a lot of attitude. I mean, I, like I said, I've seen you perform before mm-hmm. and how you are on stage is definitely captivating, which is, I think, obviously why people constantly want you to be at their venues to lead shows. I, I've, I've got a good uh, good mouth. That's mm-hmm. about <laughs> 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 I have a. <laughs> Gift of the gab is more was, but um, I always say, um, like, I have big sleeves on my, because I love a big dramatic sleeve, but I was like, I move my arms a lot, so no one looks at my feet, oh not my doing goodness. anything. That's something I do as well, yeah. so I appreciate that. A bell sleeve, <laughs> a long sleeve. Yeah. It just, it also, it's grandeur. Oh, absolutely. We yeah. have that in common, I think. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite band or singer that's not nece- necessarily music theater? Oh, favorite singer. I mean, Cher's always there, but. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, no, my other ones are still musical theater people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone you haven't shouted out yet? Um, I love, well, it'll be on the, uh, one of the songs is um, Shoshana Bean. Yeah. Oh, like. We're going to get there. Yeah, she just, yeah, I'll dote on her later. <laughs> uh, if you could sing and perform in any musical, be the lead in that, what would it be? Still think I would love to do Phantom. Really? I'd love to be the Phantom. Ooh, why? I don't know, I think it was one of the one of the first shows I ever, you know, got the experience of, but it's just a cool show. It's a great part. It's the I wouldn't say an anti-hero. I guess he really is the villain. Um kidnapping and killing and all that. It's <laughs> yeah, he's a villain. Um I don't know, he just had the best songs too. <laughs> he did. And the vocal range is beautiful, something that you probably would fit in very well with. It's a little high, but you could do it. Yeah, yeah. They can I'd love to the see key. an iteration of that at a different event that comes up sometime. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, let's move on to song number two. Uh, why did you choose this? It's going to be "Testify to Love" by Winona Judd. Um, that is so. Going back, uh, remember "Touch by an Angel"? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was on one of the episodes, and it's the only one that is always like burned in my head, and I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but. Um, and it was uh, – she was on it. She was playing a mother, Winona was. And um, her son had terminal cancer or something. Um, I think it was cancer. And so she finally writes this great song and it was the ending of it. And he's there and she's singing the song with the whole community. And um, and he like passes uh, – he has this like list of things that he wants everyone to do. And one was like his mom to write this great song. And – um, Monica, like, he passes and drops his notebook and she crosses it off. And it's just that whole, like, kind of moment while they're all singing this great song. Do you remember where you were when you saw that? Um, probably just on my living room couch with my – that was always – we always watched Touch by an Angel. I think it was on, like, Sunday nights or, like, Monday nights or something. But that was always the family thing. We'd have – like, we'd actually eat dinner, like, watching TV. and um, But, yeah, that just – that one episode always stuck with me. But then – now I hear and I just think of, um, like, I think about, like, my grandmas who, like, taught me to sew and do all the, like, normal stuff. How to cook, how to, you know, but mainly, like, they all taught me how to sew. Um, don't think this is what they thought I'd be doing, but <laughs> but 
I'm good at it. So, uh, but yeah, it's just that every time I hear it, it's just that emotion. That's that. That's what's in my head. Of it's. I remember the episode. Then I remember my grandparents. Then I remember it. Yeah, it's just a whole wash of emotion. I don't know. <laughs> what did your? I, I'm very interested in always learning what scenes look like when someone is there because when you think of that memory, you probably think of that particular living room in that place. Do you remember kind of what it looked like? The carpet color, what kind of TV situation, that kind of thing. Um. Oh God! It was that old box TV that that's what yeah, I was in like the wood cabinet. That's yeah, what yeah, I that was. Okay. Oh yeah, we had that forever. <laughs> <laughs> it might still be in my parents' basement. Was it like so? Mom's dad on the couch, you guys on the floor, recliner. What kind of situation? No, we had the two. We had the two couches: the okay. one, the, the three-person couch, and the two-person couch. Um, so I was probably on the three-person couch because I was right in front of the TV, um, and I'm greedy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also a lefty, and the table was on the left, so. You know, when you're yeah. putting like a soda can or something, and it's you sit where it's convenient. Um, so I know it, I would have been there. My mom would have been next to me. My dad and my brother would have been on the other couch because that's kind of how we just always are assigned seating. Right. Um, our cat at the time would have been terrorizing something. Um, What's your cat's name? Or was your uh, that name? one was Tiger? Lovely. He was God. He was old when he passed. I mean, he was like eighteen, nineteen, like old. old. <laughs> my goodness. So. This is Testify to Love by Winona Judd from her 2016 album, Love Can Build a Bridge, Song of Faith, Hope, and Love. This is Andy Spaulding's second song on today's episode of Three Song Stories. Where would you think that that song fits into your life now? After listening to it with me, uh, staring into each other's eyes, <laughs> recalling the moment when the... Uh, Little boy passes away. Passes away, yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of those, like, I'll randomly just put it on... Um, Usually it's I'll be driving home and it's just like if if I'm like in a mood or whatever and there I will put it on repeat and I will just ball in my car. There's nothing wrong with no, that. No, not at all. Emotional belting out a song is one yeah. of my favorite pastimes in a car. Yeah, yeah. With or without anyone. It doesn't even <laughs> matter. And I don't care how grand I'm being with anyone watching either. But yeah, no, that's it. That's I'll, I will absolutely do it. And I keep thinking, I'm like, I could do that. Like, because I still have one grandparent who's still alive. Um, and I was always like, oh, I could always do that for, you know. It's sad that I'm thinking like, but I'm the musician of the family, so I have to think about what am I singing at someone's funeral? Um, that's morbid. And I was like, oh, I could do that. I'm like, nope, won't make it. <laughs> Would that be something that uh, you'd ever perform as Alyssa? Uh, I've actually thought about doing it. Um, there's a pageant I just did this past weekend uh, called Entertainer of the Year, and they want a big production. And I've still yet to figure out what it is they actually want. I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> I don't win, so I just like, can't figure. Uh, but it's always in my head. I'm like, do like a big gospel number. Like sit down, play piano, bring on a band, just do a big gospel number. Something no one's done. Right. It I may work, it might not, but... It's <laughs> you never know. Um, I, I've noticed that too. I mean, religion seemed to be something that comes through throughout your life and through your bio and through things that you've mentioned, even songs too. Uh, how does that fit into your life today if you'd like to talk about that? Um, yeah, yeah. You'd think I'm a heathen or something. like. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Based on this political climate, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so I, I grew up Methodist. Um, still, um, I mean, I'm still... I watch the, my church's... Not podcast. They're live stream. Live stream. Um, usually it's a little later on Sunday. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> performing can, late. I can sleep in or if I, I'll have a brunch or something. And so I usually right. miss it. But um, I'll go back and catch it. And um, so I'm, it's still a part. I just around here, I didn't find a place that I really enjoyed going. But then also with performing and brunches, then it's like, oh, well, now I don't have time. And right. so um, it, it, 
it's just shifted in how, but my belief is still there. Um, like I said, I am Methodist, so, you know, we're going through the whole, like, they don't believe in gay marriage, and now the church is splitting, so one will have gay marriage, the other one's going to have a horrible choir. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, right? <laughs> That's what I mean, but, um, uh, you know, it, it's a struggle on certain aspects, but other than that, I mean, it's still, my faith is still there. It's just, it's it's my own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you did teach middle school choir for four years. Yeah. What was that like? <laughs> um, I actually loved it. Um, like just teaching choir and like putting like the harmonies together and teaching kids how to read music. Um, I would have loved to have gotten into high school to like really do some like more solid, harder music. But like um, especially like boys in middle school when their voices are changing and one day you're an alto, one day you're a baritone, one day you're a soprano. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was a really a lot of fun. Um, like middle school kids are just weird. and But at least for choir, it's you get the kids who want to be there. For the most part, it's not a, everyone's shoved into it. Uh, so really, I had mostly the good kids. Um, they were middle school, so they got annoying or <laughs> stinky. or Transitioning periods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the class after gym was always the worst. Or the oh, ca- class that came right after Jim. Oh, they were the worst. <laughs> Just stay six feet-ish at yep. least away from me, all of you. Uh, did you play music and you sing while you were in school too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What did you uh, What did you sing? You are part of the choir you'd mentioned before, uh, some performances that you had done. Uh, was there any solo kind of things that you were doing as well? Um, I mean, I, like I was in our school musical. Mm-hmm. I sang in our choirs. Uh, we had a vocal jazz ensemble that was 16 people. So I got in that um, early on in high school. Oh. Um, yeah, I always did like solos with them. And I really, at that point, I really thought um, I was going to go into like classical music, do either musical theater, do opera. Um, so that's where really where I focused because, I don't know, my voice teacher at some point is like, well, if you can sing opera, you can sing pop. So she's not wrong, but. <laughs> <laughs> the natural correlation. Do you remember any productions that you really enjoyed in that kind of, in that time frame that uh, you were in? What did, oh, um, did Into the Woods once. That was oh. a lot of fun. Um, I was the prince and the wolf. So that was good. But I did it with my brother, who was the other prince. So, like, agony about how um, one of the lines is, like, two princes, one more handsome than the other, which is really funny when you're identical twins. Right. Uh, but, yeah, back and forth about, you know, does she love me and am I good enough? But between the two of us was so sticky and stupid and funny. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, have you been to many uh, live concerts, like con- uh, concert experiences? Not recently. Yeah. There's, Post-COVID, haven't, haven't been back. Although I uh, I have tickets for um, Carrie Underwood in January, February. Um, and I really want to go when Reba comes into town. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She'll be here. Uh, when? I can't remember. That doesn't matter. But Yeah. Soon-ish? September? I September? Think, September, I think. Wow. Uh, it's soon, yeah. Uh, what about your favorite concert experience uh, that you've had in the past? Uh, actually, my favorite concert was uh, – it had been my senior year of college. I went to – it was a two-day outdoor event with Dave Matthews Band. Ooh. That – he just – they'll riff for like an hour and a half. Oh, they'll just jam. Yeah. It's, Dave. It was great. We call we refer to him as Dave yeah. for some reason on this. Just, it's Dave. Just Dave. Yeah, like just it. Dave. I don't know why. <laughs> I would love to see him again. Right? I, I don't even, are they still together? I, I don't, don't – honestly don't no know. Idea. I don't even know what he's up to. Jared, what's he up to? Do you know? He doesn't know. We'll, we'll like a, he probably has like a family and is like doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was there a favorite venue or a place that you enjoy seeing concerts? Um, I know it's very difficult in Florida. Outdoor is sometimes extreme. Uh, but yeah. is there a, a venue that you particularly like to go see shows at? Uh, we had one in um, Cleveland, Ohio. It was Blossom Music Center. It was the outdoor 
arena, whatever amphitheater, or amphitheater that's the, yeah, that's the word. Um, I don't, it's just like the acoustics were good. And it's just a, like everyone's just there having fun and that, like you're just drinking beer on the grass and jamming out to music. Like it's, it was just a cool kind of almost hippie-ish feel, I guess. I don't know. Did you see Dave there? No, I saw him in Columbus, but it was still an outdoor mm-hmm. venue, but that was, oh, so cool. Dave uh, just performed in Nevada recently, and uh, three days ago he gave fans update on a great new album. Ooh. Oh, you've got so. to look forward to. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would be the biggest act you think that you saw? Ooh, I said his was pretty big. Um, I would say physical size wise, I saw. Um, Oh, shoot. What's his name? The lead singer from Styx, Dennis DeYoung. Dennis DeYoung. I saw him when he toured with, um, it was an orchestra. I want to say Boston Pops. Ooh. I could be wrong on that. But yeah, he traveled with an orchestra and did like all the songs of Styx and some of his newer stuff, um, but like with a band and a full orchestra. And it was really cool. Where did you see that? Ooh. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Sometime. Yeah, I, was, I remember I was on vacation, but I don't remember what city we were in. What would be a dream act of yours? Now, use your imagination. Like, what would be a dream concert experience for you? Ooh. Um, probably seeing Jennifer Lopez in Vegas. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I've heard that's an amazing show. And just knowing her, I mean, it's got to be costumes and spectacle and dancers. and I expected Cher to be well, in there. I, <laughs> I've seen her, so. Okay, I, was, I assume. I was, when she was in Fort Myers, when she starred the um, Mamma Mia tour or whatever it was. Oh, man. It was right after Mamma Mia, so whatever she called that tour. What was that like um, for you? It, you that was, it was a struggle. Ooh. Yeah. Would, like, everything was not, like, sweetened. Like, it was her singing because some of it was off. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, we still love you, Cher. Yeah. Like, the Believe track, like, that was all good. The Mamma Mia stuff was still kind of rough. And I think it's because maybe it was her the first one right. so like we'll give her right some out grace. of rehearsals yeah give it in. and then <laughs> COVID hit so it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> what was the do you think the furthest you've traveled to see someone perform ooh um I don't know I've traveled to Chicago from Ohio to Chicago to see no that's a lot I've traveled from here to Chicago to go see um, well it wasn't a concert but I went to see Six the musical oh, okay because it's freaking amazing um yeah, that's probably the first I've gone to just for the sake of seeing a show. Right. Just to go see something that you really wanted to see. Yeah. Take it somewhere out of state to go see something spectacular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, any famous musicians that you've met? Any famous performers, musicians that you've met in real life? Uh, I've met Adam Lambert. Okay. Um, that was fun. He's, yeah, he's really handsome. <laughs> uh, but no, he was uh, he was performing in Cleveland I couldn't get tickets, uh, but he was at the bar I was at afterwards. Ooh. Yeah. What was that like meeting him? Uh, he's real cool. Like, yeah. real down to earth, just definitely chill. He was definitely looking to hook up with someone that night. But um, <laughs> 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 it was, like, close. It was right after his first album. Uh, I won't say it's That's Entertainment. That's not what it was called. Whatever his first album mm-hmm. was. Um, Here for Your Entertainment? For Your Entertainment. That's what it was. Uh, it was right after that came out. So that was his first tour with it so right. yeah but yeah he was definitely out to party nice <laughs> uh two of your songs are from musicals mm-hmm. um one is from a tv show so i mean you could almost say that it's its own kind of a production in a sense um but do you have a favorite musical that you have still yet to see um 
I won't say it's a favorite, but like the the music is really um, um it was Paradise Square. Mm, I it just that the one. she just the lead actress just won Best Actress uh, in the Tony Awards this year, uh, but then it closed because something with the producer and allegations of misconduct and things like that. So I know it's going on tour, but I, like the music from it, just the things that I've you know, the album's not out yet. So like you have to like you know look at right recordings and things that probably are. Less than legal, but <laughs> try to track it down in a yeah, different yeah, sort of way. Um, it's just it's real. It's got a real Irish um, vibe to it, um, but it's yeah, it's a really cool album. So I'm, I really really want to see that. Nice. Uh, what would you think? You said Phantom maybe would have been your favorite that you've seen, or would it be the Technicolor Dreamcoat? Uh, Phantom's still probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah, just the the technicalities of it and the costumes and the I mean like the big chorus numbers it's just it's a spectacle and I but like all Andrew Lloyd Webber shows are like they're just all a big we're gonna get he knows the formula he knows the formula we're gonna gonna get into that very soon (laughs) Uh, what about movie soundtracks because there are some absolutely fantastic movie soundtracks that are out there Um, some music that I even just listen to on a regular basis comes from movies so do you have anything like that too um, Greatest Showman always pops up. Mm. That was a, that great soundtrack. Definitely. Um, what else would have been good? I keep thinking Hamilton, but that technically was a musical first. <laughs> right. Uh, you can say Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Um, <laughs> uh, Disney movies. Oh, like right. Those soundtracks are always just great. <laughs> are you a Disney fanatic? <laughs> love it. Love Disney. What I've had be... season passes for six, seven years. <laughs> what would be your go-to Disney song? Like right now, what came to mind? Ooh, um, If I Can't Love Her from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, fantastic. Stage one. But yeah. Did that ever go in the... No, it didn't. Yeah, I don't think that was... There was a couple movie. new ones for the Beauty and the Beast movie, though. So that was those were good. Oh, with Emma Watson. Yeah, right? yeah. I actually didn't... I didn't mind that. I liked it. They I did a good it. job with it. Yeah, I, do, I see it a couple times to be like, okay, yeah, I get behind mm-hmm. this. I like this a little bit. The live action. <laughs> I'm so used to just the, you know, the animated one. Yeah, yeah. Well, or the black and white in the literal costume kind right. of situation, which I can't remember when that came out. Um, 50s, 40s, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, something I can't like remember. that. Some, I know what you're talking we'll about. We'll say yeah. somewhere in that room. <laughs> uh, it is already now time for your last song. Ooh, all right. What is your last song? Uh, so this is um, from Songs for a New World. It's uh, Start on the Moon, uh, sung by Shoshana Bean, who I love. Love. Yeah, love. Like, I would love to... Get on stage and be able to sing with her. Do you want to hear the song first or would you like to tell the story first? Um, probably the story first. That yeah. might make more sense. So it's the song is about a woman who wants um, like the life, like to be taken care of, all that stuff, which I think everyone goes through a phase of wanting that. Uh, but she meets two people along the way before she gets to it. Uh, the first one, obviously, wanting to give her the stars and the moon and just, you know, it's the life of adventure. And um for a long time, like through college when I heard it and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to be the person who's like rich and taken care of and I can retire at 30. And um, then I have as I've grown up, I realize I'm more of the first person that she meets. And I mean, eventually, you know, she circles back to it. But, um, yeah, I kind of feel like my placement and everything is changed. Why do you say that? Because um, money's not everything. Like, I'm happy. I'm comfortable. I love what I do. Um Will I be a billionaire off of it? Probably not. But I don't. I it's, I have a lot of fun and adventures, and that's so. You know, I kind of always think, you know, maybe I'll find someone who wants to match that vibe, and we'll get there. When you think of that song and you listen to that song, where does it? 
take you in your mind? What what do you see? What place and where are you? Um, actually, I always go back to, um, I remember the last girlfriend I had. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, but the last girlfriend, um, her and I would always listen to it in the car when we were driving. Uh, she, I was a church choir director um, when I was in college as a college job. And um, she was the accompanist for it. So anytime we'd be driving anywhere, do whatever, that was one of the soundtracks we always put in. What were you driving? And an 87 Volkswagen Cabriolet. Oh, yeah. what color was it? Bright red. Nice. Like candy apple red. Fantastic. I had it up until about two years ago. What happened to it? It's just a lot of, one, coming from Ohio, it it has all that rust and all that stuff under it. It, it, was, it got to the point of, it was too expensive to to maintain, maintain and get refixed. It. So I sold it to a guy who restores and does right. German cars. So I'm like, it'll be in good hands. You Did go you ahead. have a name for the car? No, I didn't. People Never like did. to do that. No, because it was always just, it was the Volkswagen. Right. Like I just said the Volkswagen, everyone knew what I was talking about. <laughs> well, let's hear it. This is Song in the Moon from the abstract musical Songs for a New World, originally produced in 1995. And this is the Shoshana Bean version. And this is Andy Spaulding's final song on this week's episode of Three Song Stories. It's always that last part where um, she does the and the years went by and da, 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 and it's that same thing and it's the it's that mundane and like oh my gosh to like to be stuck in just a mundane eh, drudgery type of thing and that last line of I'll never have the like I'm like no yep go have fun <laughs> that's my thing of like the adventure is way more fun than having all the money in the world and nothing for it. The lack of passion for the comfort. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, something that everybody struggles with to a certain degree. You know, what what do you choose? Which avenue do you go? Because anything you choose leads you somewhere, right? Right. And then, oh, I got full frisian at the end. (laughs) That's the first time I've ever heard that song before. So I'll check that musical out. It seems like it's all about decisions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which, what, what do you choose? And right now you're choosing adventure. Yeah. And we're, we're g- real happy for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really happy for it. Uh, we're going to get to a speed round of sorts now. Um, take as much time as you can, but if you can kind of answer them quickly, that's always kind of fun. Uh, do you have a nickname that's ever stuck over time through your life? No. No? No. What about karaoke? You play karaoke or do karaoke? Oh, yeah. I host karaoke. All oh, right. That's right. Yeah, yes, yeah. of course. You host karaoke. <laughs> Every Duh. week I do karaoke. So what do you? What would your go-to, if you had to choose, what would your go-to song be for My karaoke? first go-to is always um, something more from Sugarland. Okay. Wow. We haven't started a theme there. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my goodness. Uh, do you have any TV theme songs committed to memory that you would like to sing with us? And I think that you do. And I, just in case, <laughs> maybe I already have the lyrics to them just so it doesn't sound so silly. But we're going to sing it together. Okay. Yeah. Jared, do you know the words to the song? I should. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I should. He's because I, pull it I, up. Never, oh. I never, like, was able to watch this as a kid. So, like, I'll sneak it. Oh. You know? Oh. Yeah. Wait, See? how old are you? Uh, 22. Okay, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jared. He keeps us young. Thanks. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. But where are those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely? Lucky there's a family guy. 
Lucky there's a man who positively can do all the things that make us laugh and cry. He's a family guy. <laughs> I had to do jazz hands. I'm sorry. But if I mean, I hope that you, if you're listening and that you sang along with us. Yeah. That, I, that was uh, one of the better ones. That was one of the best that right? we've done. <laughs> Some of them have, I will say, been a little painful, uh, but that's okay. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. At least no one ever said the theme song to MASH. Like, I don't think so. I have no idea, but there's no that words. Sounds, there's, yeah, there's no words, but people have brought up theme songs that really didn't have many words. And it's a lot of us going like, da, 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 da. yeah, so that, that's always it's a lot just. of fun. It's mm. just, um, if you, oh, lo- love this question. If you were a championship wrestler, what would your entrance song be? Ooh, it's raining men. Yes. Yeah. What would your outfit be? What would your What would your guys be? Oh Lord, I. Well, I mean, they all wear like speedos. So you can I mean, do whatever you want, yeah, though. I mean, if I had that body, I would. It's <laughs> full speedo. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's raining yeah. men. What color would it be? Yeah. Right? Um, probably purple. That's what I thought in my brain. Yeah. I don't know why. It's, I don't know if that's your favorite color or not, but I was like, purple seems like. No, just it, it looks good on TV. So, it you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you were a cocktail or a drink of some sort, we here at Three Song Stories are creating a sort of guest cocktail menu sort of a book uh, that hopefully will come out at some point tied with an event. Maybe we'll see. Uh, so if you were a cocktail or drink of some kind, what would it be? And what would you name it? Um, oh, I'm horrible. I like I'm, I'm a captain in Coke. Okay. Yeah. So it's always yeah, rum and coke, or yeah. And I don't know what it'd be called, but what kind of glass? What would you do? Uh, I like it in a rocks glass. Okay. Yeah. Lime? No lime. Uh, no lime. No don't lime. Don't need it. Perfect. Simple. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What would we name it? Hmm. We're bad at this. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we're not good at this. We're bad at this. That's yeah. what we're gonna name it. <laughs> we're bad at this. Yeah. The best ca- uh, the, ca- the best rum and coke you've ever had. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, if you could guess, what do you think the song you've listened to the most would be? That's a tricky question. Um, probably Black Magic by Little Mix. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. That's one of the, it's just a, it's, it never was like a huge hit, but it was a, I don't know, it was always kind of my bop and yeah, I just, it always pops up again. It's a good feel yeah. though. That's a good one. <laughs> I like that. Uh, what's a song that you wish you could hear again for the first time ever? Oh, wow. I don't know. It'd probably be the baritone solo uh, from Carmina Burana. Ooh, okay. That is, it is an impressive piece. Do you remember the first time that you heard it? Uh, first time I heard it uh, was one of the, uh, um, someone I was going to school with, uh, he was two years ahead of, I think he was two years ahead of me, um, was doing it and was just with piano. So I was like, meh, and just totally butchered it <laughs> like messed up forgot whatever and then i heard it again um with the cleveland orchestra and i was like oh that's what that sounds like that's that's supposed to be yeah yeah if you could create any costume from any performance any uh singer actor anything what would you create if you had all of the tools all of the ability what costume would you create Ooh, or recreate mm. rather there's a lot of Gaga that I would love to recreate mm. that I just have no clue how they did it. What comes to mind first? Um, I just remember it was the, um, not Born This Way, it was before Born This Way. Uh, no, maybe it was Born This Way. Anyway, she came down on this big white thing, uh, like a big pole in the middle of your, it was a platform. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, and she had this big white outfit, but it was like fans and it, um, 
went up though. It wasn't like so it was like neck. almost like yeah, almost like she was like a big flowery angel looking thing. Mm. And I've no idea how it was made and I would love to know how. Nice. Uh, is there any kind of music or song that you just completely avoid listening to if it comes on? Um, not a big rap fan. Mm. Yeah, just kind of the genre itself anymore. I'm like, meh. Like old school? Love it. Like new stuff, I'm like, meh. We won't remember this in a week. <laughs> <laughs> is there music that you listen to that you think people would be surprised to know that you listen to? I don't, th- I, I don't think people realize I'm the biggest country fan as I am. Right? Yeah, love country. What do you, who uh, artists that you like the most? Um, obviously, Jennifer Nettles, love her. Um, we mentioned Carrie Underwood earlier. Love, yeah, I love Carrie Underwood. <laughs> <laughs> she just, ha- like, she can tell a story. Like, mm-hmm. her voice is just perfect for telling a story. Um, love Keith Urban. Also, it's because it's the same range, so right. I can sing it really easily. Um, and Kenny Chesney. Love okay. Kenny Chesney. Nice. And he comes around a lot. Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you could broadcast a song into the mind, the head of every single person on this planet simultaneously, what song do you think you could choose? And you could have fun with this. Mm. I, I I try to encourage guests to have fun with this. Every, <laughs> but you can do whatever you want. People love to, obviously, considering the time that we live in right now, pick something that's a little more uplifting. Yeah. But whatever you want. Um, I would probably go with um, Song That Doesn't End from Lamb Chop. It's annoying, and but it's still fun to sing. It really is. And most people probably know that. Probably, yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't you? It doesn't end. So. <laughs> yeah, is there an album that when you listen to it, you just have to listen to the whole thing? So if you hear a song, you want to turn the album on and listen to the whole thing. Ooh, um, Aida. Okay. Yeah. I don't. The, old, I'm not... uh, the Elton. It was Elton John, and I think Tim Rice did oh, okay. it. But yeah, understood. Maybe like late '90s they did. Yeah. It, maybe yeah. Uh, what about the best album of all time, in your opinion? Ooh. Probably Mariah Carey's Christmas album. It's a good one. Yeah. I went to a wedding, and that was their first dance song, was All I Want for Christmas is You, <laughs> and it was not in December. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Every time I someone brings that up, that I'm, that so, that's a song story <laughs> for me that just comes up and just a very... Odd, and it was choreographed. Oh, um, you know, it was a good time, though. I think. I mean, good choreograph, like, like mm, you know, okay. good times, good times. <laughs> if you're listening, I love you. Uh, <laughs> uh, what album would you choose to listen to if you had to listen to only one album? And that's all you could ever listen to. What would you pick? Uh, Mariah Carey's. No. It was. It would not be Mariah Carey's. <laughs> I love it for one season. That's it. Right. Um. Ooh, that's hard. Maybe uh, like Whitney Houston's Greatest Hits. Oh, good one. That would be, yeah. Her music's great. It really is. It's a great range, and there's so much variety on that, too. Yeah. Another very impactful, powerful presence. Mm -hmm. We have a theme with you. (laughs) We have a theme with you. Uh, Was there a fourth song that maybe made it to your list that didn't seem to for the, the three songs that we asked you to choose today? So I would say so many songs went through my head, but and then it, but then it was also that you know you're weeding it out because I'm like, does it really have meaning, or is it just because I really like this song? Right. Um, but and one, is there um, a story behind that? Yeah. <laughs> um, the only one that I thought of that um, it's a song called um, "Hymn of Promise," and it was what I've sung it for so many funerals, and that sounds morbid, but um, it was it's just one of those. It has this beautiful medley or melody. Um, it's got a great refrain. Um, but hard to find. Like it's, I, I've only ever seen one hymnal that it's in. Uh, a lot of it is um, instrumental arrangements and not with the words. But um, I don't know. It's, it's this beautiful song that I've known since I was a kid. But 
like I said, I've done it for a lot of funerals, but it's, I don't know, it's just a really beautiful song and just always you know, just happy memories of, I don't know. It's a, happy memories yeah, of funerals. Happy memories of funerals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you could describe what drag is to someone who doesn't know or someone who might not see it in the best way, how would you describe it? Um, I always explain it's a joke. Like for me, it's comedy, it's fun. Like I'm not trying to be a woman. It's a, it's a caricature of just a a comedian and it it gives that outlet of a slight I'm sort of wearing a mask like here's you know an outward character that no one has to take seriously because I can say things in drag that I can't say as just regular me um although sometimes I'll try but um it's a comedian it's a joke it's entertainment it's not some people are taking it way too serious <laughs> What was your process for choosing your songs um, no, the, any dream will do was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just cause that's, I don't know. It's always, it comes up in my iTunes all the time. And I'm just like, Oh, let me listen to Joseph. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the Winona one really, that one didn't even pop up until I was again, doing my car thing and driving home and listening to it. And I was like, Oh yeah, this song. Um, and always like it, Shoshana beans, one of those. I, and I kept thinking of cause her, I have in a special folder on my, um, <laughs> iTunes. Um, it's just, it's, Everything she does just like she sings like with her whole body and her whole soul and it just everything about her voice just hits me. Um, so I've always loved that show. And then when she finally did it, I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> what do you think your 14 year old self would think of you today? Um, I'm not sure my 14 year old self would believe it. Hmm. I always knew I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be on stage. Um, didn't think this would ever be the route that I'd go. <laughs> um I think my 14-year-old self would be impressed. Right? A freaked out, but impressed. What do you think or what do you wish that you could tell your 14-year-old self now? Oh, so much. <laughs> Don't date certain people. No. Um, <laughs> well, that's true. But um, no, I think the biggest would be like not to be in hiding. Mm. Like I waited till I was like 20-something to come out. and Like I knew. I mean, I was living my life. But I mean, just to be like – authentically myself like waiting is stupid <laughs> like just be you and like everyone's happier for it ever like and if they have a problem that's their issue not yours right it is now time it's the end how do, cool. how do you feel about this journey so far i love it good thank you again for joining us it's been fantastic the songs that you chose are songs that no one's ever picked before on the show which is always a pleasure for me uh introducing people to new things they might not have heard before um i would love for you to recommend three people that you promise you'll share the show with and that you think would be great guests for three song stories in the future oh all right uh i would pick with uh my best friend lisa renee um mm-hmm. also sean desir uh, another drag queen um she has great stories um probably chris blauvelt the uh, owner of the standard he's got He's got an interesting life. <laughs> um, probably uh, James Calamari. He's uh, a good friend of mine, but also the um, commissioner for um, North Collier Fire Department. Fantastic. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts as we end this Three Song Stories journey today? Just be yourself. <laughs> Don't hide. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for having me. If I could turn. 
song stories in the studio of WGCU Public Radio on the campuses of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is co-creator and host. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. I'm Tara Calgan, our online content producer and host. Our production assistant is Jared the Intern Gonzalez. Chris Duffus is executive producer. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studios in St. Pete. For this week's parting tune, we'll hear Andy Spaulding performing as Alyssa LeMay, performing as Cher. After recreating her costumes for drag shows, Andy got the idea to memorize songs by the icon and choreograph an entire concert called Disbelieve impersonating Cher. Here's Alyssa LeMay singing If I Could Turn Back Time. I take back those words that hurt you You'd stay If I'd reach the stars I'd give all to then you'd love me, love me like it's to do. My world was shattered, I was torn apart. Someone took a knife and drove me deep in my heart. You walked out the door, I swore that I didn't care. But I lost everything, darling, that meant there. Strong to tell you I was sorry. Too proud to tell you I was wrong. I know that I was blind. And baby, if I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I'd take back those words that hurt you. And you'd stay if I could reach the stars. I'd give all to you. Then you'd love me, love me like it used to do. If I could turn back time, if I could turn back time, if I could turn back time, baby, I didn't. If I could turn back time If I could find a way I'd take back those words that hurt you If I could reach the stars I'd give them all to you Then you'd love me, love me like it's to do If I could turn back time If I could find a way Then maybe, baby, maybe you'd stay If I could turn back time Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. Car 54, where are you? <laughs>